Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dr. Paul Ruff, our friend who we love, is ready to help you get into spring and have a fabulous spring look. All you need to do is make your appointment and visit westendplasticsurgery.com. Now, of course, you know Dr. Paul Ruff because both Paul Wharton and I have experienced his professionalism and also his great work. I have my lip injections and Botox. Paul, what else have you done? Well, I've done a couple of things. I've basically (laughs) stopped uh, the hands of time, Sarah. (laughs) Perfect. Book your appointment with Dr. Paul Ruff at westendplasticsurgery.com or call him 202-785-4187 and be sure to tell him that Sarah and Paul from the Hayfresh podcast sent you. You'll thank us. Yes. Right. Oh. 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 Oh.
And too, can you believe it? God, it feels like, doesn't it feel like eternity since we were like together? It really does. We but can I never saw you do at Fox, again. but I still missed you here. I know. This it is was... when we really get to be ourselves here. We do really get to yeah. be ourselves. I was away up in Maine visiting yes. my family, which was great. We did have one little drama moment, okay. which I texted you about for my niece. That, you did. I felt so bad. What happened? Oh, my God. It was so sad. Um, so, you know, I have an 11-year-old niece, yes. and she lives with my brother now. And my brother just got primary custody of her about a, a little over a year ago, right? Okay. So she now lives with him, and, um, you know, she's going to a whole new school and all this stuff. And so for the first time... Time she was going to have a little main birthday party with her friends, her little friends from school. Okay. So I do have to say, I think this was more my brother's error right. than it was the kids, because my brother is very fired up. He's ready to disown and, um, you know, confront these 11-year-olds. Okay. But I want you to tell me, <laughs> I want you to tell me if you think it was my brother or if you think that actually, it, you know, it was the kids. Okay. Okay. So basically, here's what happened. She was going to have a little birthday party on a Saturday. A week before that, my brother sends out invitations. So he gives people just a week. Okay, that's a problem. Okay, thank you. You tell because we, my mom and I tried to tell him, and he did not. He felt like that was plenty Honey, of time. I have three nieces. Those girls are booked. Okay? <laughs> I mean, I have to make an appointment to see them, to give them money. Like, I'm like, I just want to be your, your good uncle, your good gay uncle. Yeah. And show up, and I got I to gotta get on their schedule. So that's kind of a problem. So... Okay, so there's one. Mm -hmm. On the invite, he does not put RSVP. So he never says to people, hey, let us know if you can make it, if you can't make it. That's a problem. But the other thing, and he was, like, not having this, but he's a single dad, and, you know, he and my niece, like, live in their own place, but they wanted to have a birthday party sleepover. And my mom was like, I don't think that parents are going to be comfortable where you're new to town, leaving their kids overnight with you. And I think that you need to put on the invitation that her grandmother is going to be there if parents want to come or if they have any questions or concerns that they should come in and see us. Nope, my brother doesn't want to do that. What do you think? <laughs> so, what so your do you brother think? is just hard of listening, huh? <laughs> yeah. He's not hard of hearing. He's hard of listening. Because your mom knows. Because she my raised mom you knows. guys. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, yeah, there's a couple of things there that all that stuff is wrong. So gets to Saturday. I mm -hmm. go up on a Sunday. So the day before I get there, right? Her little birthday party starts. They make cakes. They're going to have a little cake decorating thing. And by the way, too, you know, it's like with anything that we have. You invite double the people because only half are going to show, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. He invites only 10 people, 10 little girls. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, first of all, that's a problem in the classroom, too. Because that's how do you I choose say. 10 little girls out of the 30 or whatever that are there? He let my niece pick, and they were basically mm -hmm. just the girls from her cheering squad. But they were not any of her girls really from her class or from any other activities. Does he know the parents of the girls? Um, Some, but not all. Because you can't invite kids to a sleepover if you haven't met the parents. That's what I think. I think that's a really good, I know. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. So, anyhow, she has the birthday party. Nobody shows up. Yeah. So, my brother. Horrible. Horrible, right? Oh, my God. She was so upset. My brother said she was, like, really down. She called my mom. And so, then my brother goes, okay, we're going to get you a puppy. <laughs> Best birthday ever. That's what she said. So, I get a phone call from my mom because I, I don't know if you know this about me. You have a dog, right? Yes, I do. Okay, so I'm not a huge pet person. 
Right? You're not. No. I, I know that you don't like dogs, actually. Yeah. I And you know this. Did you know I grew up with mostly animals outside the and house? And they sleep outside, yeah. Right. They sleep outside, mm-hmm. right? So the cats always were barn cats. The dog came in in the winter when it was really cold, but otherwise, like, never really came in the okay. house. Okay. So you didn't cuddle with your dog and all that? No. None okay. of that. So I like dogs, and I'd say, as I'm getting a little older, I, I have a soft spot. And this dog that they got, whose name is Quinn, this little puppy. Oh, my God. And she's a little shelter dog. And she's like a half wiener dog, half like miniature pincer. Aww. Oh my God, she's so cute. So I have to tell you, she's really good. She actually house trained like within a couple days. Wow. So then my niece said, best birthday ever. We had a little birthday party for her. It was all good. Reversal of fortune. I love it. <laughs> I-, I love that. You know, I cannot watch a TV show where <laughs> things start going wrong for the person. I have to turn it off. Like, <gasps> I feel the same too? way. Yeah, actually, I almost had to give up. Do you watch Game of Thrones? No, I don't. Okay, that show got so to the point mm-hmm. that, like, everybody you liked or that was good was being killed off. Mm-hmm. And the people that you wanted good to happen never did. I just couldn't. I had to stop. I, I can't watch. I need for something good to happen to good people. Oh, my God. Me too. And your niece hit the jackpot. She really did. Oh, my God. She loves the dog. So now what's the tea, though? What is the real deal, the reason why those kids didn't show up? Because I can see not staying over, the parents not allowing their kids to have a sleepover, but you still show up for cake and ice cream. Well, okay. I mean, this is like on top of your Grey Garden mm-hmm. story, which okay. we'll get to an update yes. on that. But my brother felt very slighted and that maybe they weren't showing up because she's mixed race. But Ooh. I'm like, I think that's a All right. Hard. Let's talk about it. <laughs> All right. Somebody came to work today. You wanted a podcast? You're going to get a podcast. <laughs> but I said to him, I don't think you can say that because there's a lot of other mixed race kids. Are there? Well, there's not a lot. I mean, okay. it's Maine. There's see not a lot. You how we're getting to the truth? All I have to say is, are there? And that well, maybe I overspoke. No, but really, what is maybe what's, there's what's like, the lay of the land there? I'm going to say there's maybe 120 students in her school, which is I think like first grade to eighth grade or something. Oh, maybe it's 150. That's it. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I okay. Let's see. So, how many kids are in her class? 30, 35. 30. And that's yeah. the whole. That's the whole um, fifth grade class. The whole fifth grade class. Whole is fifth only 30. grade class. Okay. Yeah. 30, 40 kids. So I'm going to say there's like 25 kids mm-hmm. in the school that are pro- that are either Hispanic, black. Um, in the whole school. So in her yeah. class, is she the only black kid? I think there's an Asian. There's an Asian girl. And then there's another girl who's like, um, yeah, she's mixed. Okay. So th- I know that there's those three girls. But that might be it. That might be it. Well, I what do can't you necessarily say that. That is the case because, as you know, but I haven't told these people yet, but as you know, my experience led me to believe that that, that encounter, that Grey Gardens encounter was racist. Well, and the craziest part was yeah. when I got to Maine, I don't think my brother had listened to the podcast, but all I could think about was that story sure. of when you were little, yeah. when you were like 12 or 13, yeah. and the white friend that you had, the mom, you'd mm-hmm. always have to stay outside while yeah. the other kids went in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. You know, and it's hard for me because I don't want to believe that that would be the reason. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How do you know? I mean, I don't know, but what kind of 
person is your brother, though? Is he the kind of person where if the other parents met him, they'd be like, oh, we love that guy. He's great. Yes. Oh, he is. But okay. I would say Seth is becoming more, like, Seth and I were always twins growing up, really. Okay. And I was always the super outgoing twin that, yeah. like, Seth always hung out with my friends and wanted to hang out with my friends, and my girlfriends loved Seth. And, you know, like, he was, and, you know, he had a couple of guy friends in high school, but that was it. He wasn't, like, super, super Mr. Social, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Now, as he's getting older, he is. But I would say, like, my mom will always say to him, and he doesn't want advice from my mom, but she's like, you, like you were saying, she's like, you got to go meet those parents. Sure. You got to go call them. You, and he, I don't think he's really done that. I think with a couple parents, but not like everybody. Well, my sister and I had the same kind of situation. My birthday is October 16th. Hers is October 14th. And my whole childhood, we're born two years and two days apart. She's older. My whole childhood, we would have a joint birthday party on the 15th, like we were twins. Uh-huh. And I secretly thought that my parents did that because they didn't think kids would show up to my birthday party. Really? I I did. Because, see, I kind of came out, you know, in a couple of ways, like later in life, you know, like my later teens. And then I became kind of like a little bit more popular. And then I became an adult. And then I thought I was all that or whatever. And that's how I am the way I am today. (laughs) Yeah, you're so. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So but in the early days, like I had to tag along with my sister's friends and she kind of yielded her power was her friends. Um, so if she was feeling me that day, I could go. And if not, I, you know, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I kind of did that to Seth. Yeah, yeah for okay. sure. Now, are you sure. older? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I'm the older one. <laughs> I so it. I think he just hasn't gotten, and like he finally joined Odyssey the Mind, which um, is like this this group where the kids kind of get together and build something scientific, you know, and then nice. they have like a competition at the end of the year or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's getting more involved in the school, but <laughs> I, he was so fired up. He's so fired up at the kids. He's so fired up at the parents. That'd But my mom was like, look, it's your fault. You got to, you know, you should have done X, Y, Z. And so I don't know. What do you think? And I also think a sleepover is tough. I mean, I think if he just had an open, like, hey, it's a barbecue, and invited her cousins and friends, she would have had people. Absolutely. So you got to start with the family and then add a few friends in, especially in a place like Maine, where there's only 30 or 30 kids in her whole fifth grade class. Like, that's just not a lot of kids. Exactly. Yeah, not a lot of kids. And a lot of them were sick. Are they all spread and, out where they live? There? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, like, you've got, yeah, there's no, like, walking to a friend's house. Like, you got to get in the car, drive. Wow. And, you know, all these kids have siblings, and mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I'm making excuses for the kids. Are the kids assholes? I don't well, know. What do you think? Maybe they're, little, <laughs> maybe they're assholes, but the best thing is she got a puppy. I know. She got what we all wanted as a kid, a puppy. Yeah, exactly. She got the puppy. That's amazing. So, anyway. So, she's all right. There's my story. Yes, she was totally fine. Okay. Totally fine. I mean, I hope. I don't know. Maybe this will really fuck her up later. She'll be on a podcast in 10 years. Right. I remember when no one showed up. I don't know. Do you think that really affects you? Or do you think in a couple years you totally forget because the puppy... I don't know. I don't know. It probably makes uh, she and her father even closer. So I'm good with that. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, there's mm-hmm. a happy ending. Anyway, yeah. um, all right. Tell me what I want to know. What's going on with you? We have so many updates. Ooh. By the way, thank you guys for being patient with us. Um, we moved from Podomatic to Pod. Uh, oh, sorry. From Podcast One to Podomatic. There was a delay in getting us on iTunes. When I checked on my phone today, episode 180 is up on your iTunes app. So download us. And leave a review. Hit subscribe. Leave us a review. We love it. We love it. So we're all set on that. But the last time you and I talked, it was like 
OMG mind blowing. OMG. Okay, so if you listen last week, I talked about my experience in 2013. I was living in New York City. A friend of mine um, that was married to the owners of Grey Gardens, the house at Google it if you haven't seen the documentary or the HBO it's film. It's amazing. Right? With Drew Barrymore and uh, Jessica Lang. But anyway, so they invited me to Grey Gardens, and when I got there, there was a change in plan, and I wasn't allowed in the house. So I spent the last four years thinking that I wasn't allowed in the house because I was black. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, I cursed those people out. Well, and it did kind of seem like <laughs> yeah. that from the text message and everything. Mm-hmm. It seemed very odd. It seemed a little odd, right? Yeah. So it turns out that when we recorded the podcast last week, I felt the need to email the lady, and this is a very public person yeah. that owns this house, okay? Like, powerful DC person. Oh, I know. I was like, when you were telling the story, I was just Well, like, I can tell you, Sally Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Married oh, to Ben Bradley. Ben Bradley passed a few years ago. But anyway, so I emailed her. I was at my office, and literally three minutes later, uh, the person at the front desk calls and says, uh, Mr. Wharton, uh, Sally Quinn's on the phone. And I'm oh. like, well, that was fast. <laughs> Best conversation ever. You know, you had asked me um, the three lessons I've learned in business, and one kind of crosses over between business and personal. Communication is really key. Yeah. Even sometimes things that are uncomfortable, you got to put it out there. You got to talk about it. Yes. And get to the oh. bottom of it. Well, anyway, Sally broke down to me. She went right into it. Paul, I'm so happy you called me because, in all fairness, she did email me after that incident. Okay. She emailed me, but I kind of didn't really even read the whole email because okay. I was too hot. At the time. Sure. Do you know, like, oh, fuck you, I'm not reading your email. You wanted to talk to me, you should have let me in your house. Yeah. That's the way I felt at the time. So anyway, Sally and I had this conversation, and she said, look, there was a lot going on. My daughter-in-law did a photo shoot at Great Gardens. The pictures went everywhere. They weren't, you know, they were a little bit racy, the pictures. Ooh, there's something else to Google. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And I knew about all that. And she said, you know, there was a lot of house guests. My husband was sick. Like, all this was going on. She says, I did not know that that was you outside. I didn't know who was outside. She said, I knew that you were on the way. And I didn't even say that you couldn't come in. I just, uh, my daughter-in-law knew from my reaction, I just wasn't feeling it. Like, no more house guests. Got it. Got it. Got it. She said, but had I known it was you or, you know, if I had just had some time to cool down, I just found out as you were just down the road that you were coming in. So anyhow, I really chose to believe her. Yeah. Yeah, I believe her. I think that's good. And I think um, pretty much, I mean, it was my experience from my childhood led me to believe that, you know, I couldn't get into the house because it was racist. So... At the I end of the conversation, you. she said, look, the house is for sale, and if you Google it, it's for sale for almost $20 million bucks. What? Right? Oh so Great God. Gardens is for sale, almost $20 million bucks, um, or you can rent it for the summer for like 200000 <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, Neither one of those things will be happening for me. Oh, but she said, listen, it's for sale. Before I sell it, why don't you take a weekend this month and go up and have a weekend at Great Gardens? Oh, my God. How did this story go from that to you getting... This is amazing. Now you're going to Grey Gardens. I'm going to Grey Gardens. And let me tell you something. I haven't cleared this with her. But I'm shooting a documentary. (laughs) The Return to Grey Gardens. I am wearing that little Edie shit on my head. I am wrapping my head up. I'm borrowing a mink coat. I am walking in that garden. Let me tell you, you I will make money off of this. You've got to film this whole thing, too, for your memoir. Because when your memoir is out, you can do a behind-the-scenes video of your return. Oh, honey, trust me. Every step I take will be recorded in in Grey Gardens. (laughs) The only thing is, I heard it was haunted. 
What? I heard it was haunted. I heard that uh, Little and Big Edie are still roaming around. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that's terrifying. What do they do? Like, do I'm they going. just open some doors or what? <laughs> look, we're going to have to look. I want to go with you. I I'm said coming. I'll go with you in a heartbeat. We can do a live podcast with Greg Gardens. I think we should. How amazing would that be? Awesome, right? Yeah, please. So, happy ending to the story. Paul, that's incredible. It has me wanting to work out a lot of other issues in my life. Really? Like what? Well, I mean, it just, you know, my perception on that. I mean, just things that I've been caring about different people, you know. Like how they've reacted to you or how well, you... things like, that just haven't been discussed. I'm like, okay, you know what? That person's a son of a bitch. That's an asshole. I'm never speaking to them again, but I never really talk about it with them. Right, right, Because right, right. I kind of came up with this thing a few years ago where I just said, you know, it, it's better for me. I don't have to tell you that I'm not messing with you anymore. Right. You know? I used to want to get to the bottom of things and say, you know what your problem is? Let me tell you what your <laughs> MF problem is. And I used to do that with people. I used to want to do that all the time. And now, and then I got to the point where I just said, why, why is it important for me to tell them that I'm not dealing with them anymore? Right. Unless I want them to fight for the relationship. If right. I don't want them to fight for the relationship, just let them go. Yeah. If you're ready to walk away, you just walk away. Isn't that so hard? But sometimes you walk away... Like, I walked away from Grey Gardens, and for the last four years, I've been thinking a certain way about mm. these people. That's so good. It is true, yeah. because you can, in your mind, create, um, you know, just a misperception of what they're thinking. And I do have to say, maybe you found this, um, but I have learned, I think when people, I don't know, have like a reaction like that, right, where it was like, we, you know, you're not allowed in. Whenever people have extreme reactions, I always do think that there's something else going on. Mm -hmm. Like when somebody tells you off or like when somebody, you know, people I've worked with in business or, you know, co-hosts or whatever. I always feel like there's definitely more going on because when you really are balanced, sure. you handle people, you know what I mean? Like so without ease. Well, you know, I got to tell like, you, I had a pop off moment and I always feel bad about this. I always feel bad. When did you have this? Okay. So... Um, on Monday, Monday morning, I did two segments on Fox 5. One was the recap of Omarosa's wedding, which I'll share. Oh, I know. I want to hear that because I, the last time I, we talked, I wasn't sure that you guys had made up or I think there was something We're going good. on. Okay. We're solid. But I wasn't so sure about how I felt about going to the Trump International Hotel. I really wasn't. <gasps> oh, yes. Did you go? Oh, you I went? walked in there like I was like a... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. The lobby is gorgeous. Let me tell you something. The <laughs> lobby is gorgeous, but if you look real close, if you like, you know, do you clear clear your eyes. No, it's oh. the damn people. Oh. The people are scary as shit, okay? <laughs> I've never seen so many John Deere hats in one place. <laughs> John Deere hats, like red noses, and like they're sitting at the bar drinking beer, and I'm just kind of like, why are they drinking beer in this fabulous place? So... It's a little weird. That's so if he great. didn't own it, I'd be there every day. Yeah, it's gorgeous, but yeah. so I don't want to start my beef with her back up again. So I'm not going to dog him out too much right now. <laughs> but we had a we had a really 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 great time. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was. I know there was Should something. We like, I, oh 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 at Fox. Yes yes. Tell oh me my, this. my pop off. Your pop off. I want to hear that. So Monday morning, I was going to Fox Five, and I have everything timed out. So where I park my car is like maybe two blocks from my house because there's no parking in my building. Sure. So I have a reserve space like, in an alley, and there was a furniture truck blocking me in Ugh. with no driver. He had his flashers on. He was blocking me in. So I was cool, but everything was timed out because my hair and makeup people are up at the station um, at 9 
they were up there at 830. It was 850. And I still had to drive from downtown all the way up oh, to Fox. Oh, God. Okay. Right. And Sharice was up there. So we did Housewives um, recap and we did Omarosa's wedding recap. Anyhow, so I go to the buildings right around there. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, do you know whose truck this is? Hello. You know, and then nobody knew. The guy next door at that other building, he didn't know. Then I call the company on the side of the truck. Hi. You know, the voice <laughs> starts getting a little deeper. Hi, this is Paul Wharton speaking. <laughs> and there's a truck blocking me in. I've got to get where I'm going. Can you please have someone move this truck? Well, this isn't the dispatch office. This is... <laughs> I'm like, look, call somebody to get down here. To make a long story short... I love how the voice gets deeper. The voice gets deeper. So I'm just about to, like... <laughs> call myself an Uber, but I need my car for the rest of the day. Like sure. I needed, I had stuff in the car. I needed my car. So finally, I feel the sweat. I'm like, oh shit, I'm sweating. Then I'm mad about that. I'm like, I just got my hair done yesterday. I'm sweating. This is not good. So the guy finally comes out and I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here, man. I mean, <laughs> I just went crazy in this moment. I you lost it at the pool. I mean, just for a second. But I didn't have to tell the guy I had to get the fuck out of there. He was moving the truck. Like, why did I let myself <laughs> What did he say there? to you? Did he tell you to no, just No, because like... he knew he was wrong. Because the truck was blocking me in for like almost 30 minutes. So, oh, but you feel bad about that moment now. I feel bad because there was a lady um, that was standing out there that was unloading a truck. <laughs> and, and then I apologized to the woman. I'm like, I'm sorry. I had to go through that. She's like, oh, I totally understand. But well, I didn't have to pop there. off. Oh, I wouldn't feel terrible about that. Sometimes I, once I actually I do know what you mean. I, I feel like that too. And can I, I tell you one other small thing? Yeah. This guy told me to get my shit together the other day. Yeah, because I was walking across the street from the emancipation. Um, you know the big emancipation event. We had a big emancipation event down on the mall. Yeah. Um, that acknowledges the uh, the day that Abraham Lincoln emancipated the slaves early here in Washington D.C. So there was a big event. And I went down to it after Omarosa's wedding. Oh, okay. 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 So. The there was two police officers directing traffic, and I needed to go on the other side of the street, and they wanted me to walk around and, and like, go in the crosswalk. And I was like, but I'm going right there. And like, right there. And then I just kind of was like, oh, like that. Yeah, and then what did you get <laughs> My off? feet hurt. You know, my feet were hurting. <laughs> so anyway, so the guy was like, man, I see you on Fox 5 in the morning. You need to get your shit to go. <laughs> Out here acting a fool. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, damn. Do it again. That was so good. He's like, man, I'll see you on five time in the morning. You need to get your shit together. <laughs> out here, you a public figure out here talking about you want to walk that way. You need to walk the way we saying, man. I was like, okay, okay, goddamn. You didn't have to read me in front of all these people. So, you know, it ended up being funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I was just kind of like, that man told me to get my shit together and stop acting a fool out here I'm a public figure get my shit together and go on the crosswalk oh my god you are so funny I don't even your accents actually should be a whole thing that's a good name so I got my shit together and walked in the crosswalk what about my business Oh my God, that's hysterical! So do I gotta feel, stop my pop off. Do you feel the pressure now? Are you feeling the pressure now? I don't know. That's so hard to do. Well, you don't really pop off that much, though, right? Mm. I do little bits of pop offs, though. It's just little bits. I try not to. I try not to. But I do get. Yeah, sometimes I do. Well, I gotta tell you. I mean, we've been talking a lot about because you know this is therapy for me. Oh my God, I love it. Yes, this is therapy. So I've been talking a lot about you know my childhood and different things that have happened, and I think that my pop off. And the, the lowering of the register, and then when it gets like that, you know. Yeah. That comes from me 
really having found my voice and my confidence mm. earlier in life, you know, from, right. from a time where I had to, when I needed to defend myself, I just didn't because right. I was like young and, you know, I was easily bullied. Yeah. And because I had that experience, I think that when I go into the pop-off, it's almost I feel like, wait, 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 let me just shut you straight right now before you start this. Right, right. Almost like a, a remembering the time when you didn't, so now you feel like you want to stand up for yourself? Like, is that kind of the thing? Exactly. Like, like yeah. I want to have a great experience with everybody. Right. But as soon as I see it going left, I'm like, okay, you aren't going to take me down that road. Let me get oh, you straight real I quick. I love your honesty. I do feel like I used to be more, like, um... I would more pop off on people, but I mindful living therapy did change my life. Mm. That really did. Because when I was saying like people's reactions to you are usually just a reaction of what's going on in themselves. Okay. Like that's usually what I find. Like if somebody starts yelling at me or really aggressive or whatever, I'm always just like, okay, I'm going to just react in calm because whatever is going on with them is probably a, the way they're acting is a reaction of something that's happened to them. Well, you I don't really think about that. I mean, I thought about exactly what you're saying the other day because at Omarosa's wedding, there was all this press. Yes. And I took Sharice, Housewife of Potomac, Sharice, as my it. date. I saw you in Daily Mail. There was a picture of you. You looked fabulous. You looked so good. Gorgeous blue <laughs> velvet yeah. um, jacket. Oh, my God. You looked Thank to you so the much. nines. So speaking oh. of that, um, they thought that Sharice was Niecy Nash, the actress. Did you see I that? No, Yeah, I did. And I was like, God, way to do your fact checking. Exactly. So there was another website called The Shade Room, like on, on Instagram, yep. that reposted that. Um, that said, oh, my God, they mistook Sharice for Niecy Nash. When I looked at the comments on there, just quickly, the people are so rude. I mean, they are just... Oh, I bet. What do they going, say about you? Oh, they just called me all every name in the book. I mean, just, you know... Who's uh, this woman with the hair? Who's right. They're yeah. like, when your friend borrows your wig for a selfie. I mean, just all kind of shit. That guy needs a side swept bang. I mean, just... just Everything you could possibly imagine. And that's when imagine. you go on the shade room. Hey, everybody, thanks so much. This is why I'm on this uh, right. Instagram feed with 2 million followers and you fuckers aren't. Right. So, so it really made me think of something because I, I didn't get mad oh about that. We're going to do mindful. What it made me think about is hurting people hurt others. Oh, okay? totally. Hurting people hurt others. And I don't know if I've heard that somewhere before, but as I was, because I, I didn't go deep. I only looked at a couple that I saw, like, and then I just turned it right off. I mean, who wants to do that to themselves? I'm right. not trying to ruin my own day. I've got a good life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm trying to have a good day. Yes. But it came to me, hurting people hurt others, and I thought, wow, okay, I can see why so many people are stuck. Because mm. I don't feel that I would spend that much time and energy and I really do think about how my pop-offs okay in that way are going to affect somebody else's day oh that's I, really good Paul that's like really conscious yeah yes. it's, it's helping me to be a bit more centered um definitely because I don't want to ruin someone's day oh my god it's so true and I I like Whenever people hate, first of all, whenever people hate on me or anything, I always feel like you're doing something right. Because mm -hmm. if you're, if people aren't compelled to tweet you or comment good or bad or give you a thumbs down on YouTube. Your you're, wallpaper. Your wallpaper. <laughs> right. Exactly. You are wallpaper. Uh, cute, but yeah. I'm not talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, you always want to get people talking. But I completely agree. And mindfulness just got me to the point of, like, well, whatever. Whatever people want to say. And, you know, I, I mean... I get messages all the time, like, 
oh, hey, you know, whatever, you're an attention whore and you're this what? and you're that. I know. I'm like, okay. I mean, for you to take the time to email me that. Sure. There's something going on with you, right? Well, because someone who takes posted the time? on Facebook the other day, and then they had the nerve <laughs> to tag me in one of the comments. Um, does anybody care that Omarosa got married this weekend? Like, they po- <laughs> they motherfucker, you posted. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Can you believe that? Because I told myself I'm not going to curse. You took the time to post it, so I guess you do care. That yeah. Does anybody like- care? Okay, let me let me get this straight. So you gonna post up on your status? Does anybody care? And then there was a thousand comments saying that, no, we don't care. Oh, my God, please. Well, it's you like, certainly did take a lot of time to do that. I care that, yeah. that Kid Rock is engaged and not to me. Oh, my God. What is going on? <laughs> I have an obsession with Kid Rock. I just want to make out with him once. Ooh. <laughs> Isn't that how Pam Anderson got Pepsi? No. Oh, no? She had that before. Oh, okay. She had that before. Did she give it to him? I, um, I think so. I think she got that from Tommy Lee. Okay. But uh, no, there's something about Paul, that Kid Rock that just really I don't know. It's you amazing. Would, you would oh my like God, risk so the Pepsi? Absolutely. <laughs> Allegedly, so supposedly. Okay. So <laughs> tell me this though: yeah. How did it come about that you and Amarosa that you went to the wedding? How was it? Um, you know, has she? Did she mention our podcast that she'd like to come back? <laughs> No, we actually, we didn't get a chance to talk about the podcast. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. <laughs> On her big wedding day, she wasn't thinking about this? No, she wasn't. But I, I tell you, first of all, you know, the friendship that I have with her goes back, I think, 13 years we've been friends. Wow. That's I didn't long, realize it was that long. That's a long time. So I guess she did Celebrity Apprentice. Was it 2003 or four? Oh I mean, excuse God, me, the original been. Apprentice, 2003 or four. Anyway, that's how long we've been friends. Right after she did that is when... We met. So you get mad, you curse each other out. And let me tell you, during this campaign, we have never, we have cursed each other out like, no, not one. <laughs> I mean, my pop off times a thousand. I mean, I called her every B, every MF, every, and she called, I mean, we went, but to each other. To all, each other. All this because of the tension of her, you know, sure. working for the Trump, Trump administration. And, and administration. me feeling like she wanted me to make her choices my choices. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, you can't expect that. So, having said all that and having expressed how we felt, and communication is key, even yeah. when you calling a bee out her name. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to keep communi- talking. You got to yeah. keep talking. You got to yeah. talk through it. Yeah. So, we kind of worked our way back to it. I mean, there was a part of me that was a little salty. She didn't ask me to be in her wedding. Right, right. Yeah. I feel like that was the last kind of thing I had heard or whatever. So she didn't ask me to be in her wedding. I mean, she did have a slightly traditional type wedding, like all female bridesmaids. And, and there's a certain kind of people that have, that mix it up now. Yeah. And I felt she was, she's that kind of person that would have done that. But also she's marrying a pastor. And you know what? You can't, I can't make what I would do just the same way I don't want her to make her choices mine. Right. I can't tell her how to run her, her wedding. Right. Right. You know? That's fair. That's good. So... We kind of had to come to Jesus. There was a big heart connection. She invited me to the rehearsal dinner. We went bowling at the White House and did that whole thing. And that was the night before her wedding. And the next day, it was very early. Uh, Cherise came down to meet me. We showed up, walked into Trump. It was absolutely stunningly beautiful. Yeah, I bet. She had a whole cherry blossom theme wedding. It was just really, really nice. Um, and nine bridesmaids. And by the way, I got the best gifts for the bridesmaids okay i decided oh, oh that's your private jet that's the jet 
Just when I'm trying to connect with the people, the goddamn Just jet notification. I'm trying to connect. I want them to like me. What a problem. People love you. Oh, my God. Do y'all, do they know what that is by now? Yes, okay. everybody does. I mean, that's a serial, that's going to be another, like, <laughs> tone of ours. Yeah, I got it. I should get a call Teddy Beats and have him put that tone in the new intro. We're doing another new intro. That's we absolutely be should. We I, absolutely should. I got to record that. Exactly. So, uh, where was I? Okay, so you got the the bridesmaids the best oh, gift. the bridesmaids. Okay, so I decided, you know, Omarosa, <laughs> like, what can I get her for her wedding? And I talked to her about it, and she was like, well, I'm looking for, she says, what I'm, I need to do is find the best gift for the bridesmaids. And I said, you know what, for your wedding, I'm going to give you um, all the gifts for the bridesmaids. Oh, fun. And I that told her nice to gift. send me the pictures of the uh, wedding dresses, and so I called up my people at Mervis, Diamond Importers, who we love, who yes. you know, we're going to be doing some work with, and I just thought, well, why don't I get them all earrings, matching earrings. Oh, great idea. So oh I had my, my Oprah moment. Whoa. Do you remember during the Oprah, she had that big ball a few years ago? Yeah, the didn't she give ball. all the women? She gave all the legends drop diamond earrings, and she gave all the youngins, people that were like 50 and under, uh, diamond hoops, of oh. course. So I'm not Oprah. So I got them cultured pearls. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not Oprah, right? Not yet. So my Legends Ball uh, or Omarosa's wedding, I got them all pearl earrings, and they loved them. They looked beautiful. Oh my God! I bet they were stunning. They were stunning, and Omarosa loved them. So she had nine bridesmaids, eight groomsmen, uh, countless flower girls, and like two ring bearers. And it's so cute. After after the whole wedding party walked down. Two little boys came running, running down the aisle with a bell. The bride is coming! Aww. The bride is coming! So right around that time, Phaedra walks in oh, from really? Housewives of Atlanta. I didn't even know they were friends either. Right. So Phaedra walks in. She sits right. It says me, Sharice, and Phaedra sat right next to her. Little icy to Sharice at first. To really? Be honest with you. Yeah. I'm, I was kind of surprised. Me too, because I would think they would have obviously housewives in common. Kind of like you're the new girl on the block. Oh. You know, there's been that news about Phaedra maybe not returning to the show, maybe um, being fired. That would be why. So it's kind of like your season just started and I just got my pink slip. I'm not saying <laughs> that she did. I don't know if she did or not, but word on the street is <laughs> she's not coming back for season 10. We'll see. She was actually quite enjoyable. Later, she warmed up to Cherie. She was very nice to me. Well, I have, you know, I have the best Phaedra Parks story ever, you right? You Yeah. You know, back when I was working for Hot 99.5 in the Kane Show, you know, Phaedra is an attorney. Yeah. So she used to represent Bobby Brown. And one of the first sort of big stunts that we did on Hot 99.5 was when Bobby Brown, remember when Bobby and Whitney were still married and he'd gone to jail, like, for the 20th time or whatever? Uh -huh. And this was the time when I think Whitney refused to bail him out. Like, okay. He I had no that. money. They, supposedly they were going broke. So we decided that we were bail Bobby Brown out. Yeah. Yep. And he would have to co-host the show with us for a week. So How Phaedra was, was his attorney. And he was like, yes, 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 I'll do it. And Phaedra was like as sweet as could be on the phone. As sweet as could be. Yes, Before yes, yes. y'all sent the check. Right. Before <laughs> How we do send I know the this? <laughs> we send the check, uh -huh. and then he decides he's not coming. The day he's supposed to show up and start um, co-hosting, he doesn't show. But they've taken the money. Out? Yes. Oh yes. We bailed him out. So we gave him the money. He was bailed out of jail. He gets out of jail. And then he's supposed How to come. How much was it? Do you remember? $22,000. Okay. He was supposed to come immediately to Hot 99.5 and co-host with us. No show. 
Oh my God. So I just remember we got Phaedra on the phone and she was like, I'm really sorry. Like, I can't really control my client. Like, this is all off air. Like, completely different than what you see on Housewives. Not confident at all as an attorney. Like, I've really tried to get a hold of him. You know, I don't know. I don't even really have his number. Like, all this crap. Really? We get Bobby Brown on the phone. He's an absolute asshole on the phone. We went live with him on the phone. We were like, why aren't you here? I don't know. You know, a complete dick. Like, all oh these excuses, God. all this stuff. Like, he wasn't going to come. And then, you know, it, we Bobby. just basically... <laughs> Bobby! 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 <laughs> yeah, we basically just, like, shit all over him. And then they... She, like, went back and forth with the attorneys at iHeart and ended up having to write it. You know, they had to give the money back. And Bobby Brown never showed. Wow. Yeah. But she was so different than what you see. On, so that's why whenever... Timid, you say? Oh, my God. Timid, like, apologetic, like, didn't really even know her client. I mean, completely. She's Southern. And she oh. said that the other day. She said it at the reception because someone was like, you know, are your kids, like, spoiled from having the cameras around? She was like, oh, I'm Southern. I don't play that shit. She said that at the table. Well, it's always interesting because when I watch Housewives and they always say there's two Phaedras, I'm like, there's definitely two Phaedras. Okay. Because the one that we dealt with was completely, like, did not seem competent, you know, didn't, oh, my God. It wow. was amazing. Now, again, that was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like our first year on, you know, the Kane show. So it was like years and years ago. But Honey, like Cindy Lauper said, money changes everything. <laughs> money. <laughs> money changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a million stories to talk yes. about. I mean, I don't even know where you want to go next. You want to talk about the United story? Do you want to talk about uh, now neuroscientists are saying there's going to be a love pill that you okay. can take to keep you in love with your significant other? Let's talk about United since everybody's talking about that right now. So what's your take? You know, the latest on it this morning is now United's come out. They're going to reevaluate. The CEO's come out and apologized again. Um, and, of course, I, I'm sure you read this, but the guy that was hauled off mm-hmm. of the plane... Um, um, did have a criminal record, so he was convicted of exchanging drugs for gay sex. Gay sex? Yeah, a while oh, ago. Oh, that changes my mind. Well, I've got to come to his defense now. <laughs> oh, okay, you weren't. Actually, because I wasn't going to defend him. I thought I think this is ridiculous. No, I'm not going to defend him either. Um, anyway, his doctor, David Dow, and he was charged in 2005 with 98 felony drug counts for illegally prescribing and trafficking painkillers. Prosecutors claimed that Dow fraudulently filled prescriptions of hydrocodone, Oxycontin, and Percocet. Uh, he was convicted on six felony counts of obtaining drugs by fraud and deceit in 2005. Dow was also convicted of writing prescription and checks to a patient in exchange for sex. I thought it was a woman, though, that he was writing those. Oh, maybe it was. Hold on. Maybe did I just say? Yeah. I don't think he was gay sex. Are you sure? Okay, wait. I got to Google this. I could have sworn now, it was with a guy. apparently he didn't have his license for okay, 10 years, did. right? From His license was, was revoked Correct. in 2005. And yep. he got it back in 2015. Yes. Which kind of makes sense for how much he really needed to get back. Okay. They said he was trying for years to get his license back. And he okay. was like, I have to see patients. I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. You saw that, right? Oh, right, right, right. He's so like, that, yeah. I can't be late for work. I can't miss my job. You know, I just got this job good. <laughs> okay, well, that would explain it, why he needed to get back. Does that make you have more empathy? Let me tell you something. This is what I feel United should have done. Listen, everybody has a number. Everybody has a number. They offer those people $800. It's cost them $1.5 billion in their market share value. Yeah, right. Their stock has plummeted by, like you said. $1.5 billion as of today, and it'll probably go down more. 800 bucks. they were trying to offer the four people. Give the people, you know, 
I got two thousand over here. Two thousand, anybody? Two thousand, two thousand, two thousand first class, and they got three thousand, three thousand first. Class. Okay, I'll take it for three thousand. Yeah, four thousand, four thousand, four thousand, four thousand, four thousand. Yeah. You give the people five thousand dollars. You throw money at the problem, and you gas that bad boy up, and you hit the road. <laughs> You give them 5000 bucks and put them up at the Ritz-Carlton, they're getting off that plane. Oh, my God. You know, I have two of my close friends work for United. I ought to call them and get them live on this podcast. Yeah. To dish, to dish about it. They're not going to say anything anyway. They need their jobs. They but need their jobs, yeah. I agree with you. I think they should have offered a lot more money. But at the same time, this is my thing, right? Because I'm sure you've been on flights mm-hmm. like this. I've been on many flights lots of times where they overbook and they essentially go, who wants to volunteer? Now, usually people always volunteer because you get a free ticket plus like enough vouchers yeah. to cover a second flight somewhere, mm-hmm. right? So obviously that didn't happen. Then they decide they're going to do a lottery to pull you off. But this is my thing is like, at what point do people realize someone's got to get off that plane? Like, sure. Even though you've purchased a ticket, it's still not 100% your right to fly. Right. So I, that's the thing that to me is like, I don't know. I'm just like, why are people shocked? They have the right to remove you. So, and I know it was in a violent manner. So people. Well, I'm as humble as pie when I'm flying because I'm just like whatever gets yeah, us all there. Mercy. Whatever gets us there safest is like I'm I'm down for that. You know, if you need to fly somebody else and I need to get off, of course I'd be pissed off, but I'd get off. I mean, that's the thing. And by the way, Dow, Dr. Dow was convicted for writing prescriptions and checks to a male patient in exchange, in exchange for sexual favors. This was in February 2005, and then he surrendered his license. Did you see his wife, how she just she walked off all calm? She's like, <laughs> yeah, he needed to get his ass beat. <laughs> I'm still mad from 2005 when he was screwing that little boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Allegedly, supposedly, people. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I... People are so wound up about it. Now, you're wound up about it, though. Do you think he his face against the head? I mean, those guys were really intense with him, but he was also acting a fool. Unless he's got some mental health stuff going on, because that could also be. Yeah, that's true. But that's that true. was major. That was a major meltdown. My little pop-offs where I say F is like nothing compared to this. I mean, I just feel like, I, I don't know. To me, what do people expect? Like, if nobody is surrendering their ticket, although I do, I don't know. I guess from the airline's point of view... I agree with you. Why didn't they just keep upping the money, upping the money, upping the money? Just up the money. Throw money at the problem. You got it. And these CEOs I know, they do need have to it. lay low. What's with these CEOs coming out with all these statements before they've talked to, you know, it's like, it's almost like Donald Trump tweeting. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious you Natural conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. How ironic!
I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delaney Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delaney Podcast. Enjoy. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Sit your ass down for a second and let the PR people and the marketing people and the people that know do about messaging work. do their work. Mm, that's a great point. I think that there's, because you're a leader of the company, I mean, aren't you supposed to be the one that sort of has it all together and knows what to say? Even he, though we're all human and people don't. But, well, I mean, I think you're the leader and that's why they pay you the big bucks is when shit goes down, you're supposed to be the woman or the man that goes, I got this. I mean, they all fuck up all the time. I mean, I... Sure, but some stuff is kitchen table talk. So, you know? Yeah. Some stuff you talk about in your office, you know, smoking a stogie and having you a little brown liquor on, you know, a couple of rocks. You know, with yeah. your other executive team. But, but that's not the message that goes to the public. Right. 
Right, I agree with you. This guy should have really gotten with his PR team immediately. The CEO of United should have. And I mean, and I'm sure he did, but he just was, you know, he came out and he said what he wanted to say the way he wanted to say it. And I just think that, you know, right now, you just have to be a bit more careful. Oh, I think you're, no, I think you're right. And you know? I think his mistake was he came out and said one thing and kind of apologized or whatever half-heartedly. Then he writes his own internal employees a yeah. email basically saying, guys, you did a great job. You know, sure. this is our policy. We we stand by it, yada, yada. And then, you know, the stupid part was he didn't think that that would be leaked. And, of course, yeah. everybody's got a disgruntled employee who sure. goes, sure, I'll sell this to TMZ for $20,000 or whatever. Absolutely. So, anyway. So, overall, you think big mistake? Overall, I think that the passenger was wrong. Mm -hmm. However, I don't think that his past should have anything to do with, you know, the fact that he was treated that way. Yeah. You know, people it, say, oh, well, he was convicted of this and he lost his license. So, who gives a shit? Right. You know, it doesn't matter what he did. He shouldn't have been uh, treated that way. Uh, that was just too aggressive. It was too violent. And um, it was traumatic. No, I totally agree with you. Um, I love this story because I guess you're not going to ever be buying me a lottery ticket. No oh friendship. God, I can't. <laughs> I cannot. Um, I have to give a shout out to our listener, Tom Block. Um, he sent me this story. He really loved it. But uh, a guy was denied this week a $100,000 jackpot because his friend pushed the button at a casino in Florida. Uh, Jan Flatto says that he allowed his friend to hit the button on the slot machine, but he's the one that actually put the money in the machine. It was a $50 bet that turned into a hundred thousand dollar win but when the casino went back and reviewed the camera mm -hmm. it was the friend his friend she hit the button so they were like no 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 she wins she takes the money and they're no longer friends what can you imagine she didn't split it. Are you kidding me? As of now, as of the article that was posted this week, instead, the friend ended up walking away with the cash which cash which led to the end of their friendship let me tell you something <laughs> Talk about looking over your shoulder. I mean, and let, if that ever happened to, to you and I, <laughs> you better move. You better look. You better take that seventy-five, that hundred thousand dollars, and go somewhere. <laughs> you better be gone. You better be gone, honey. Because you, you think Nancy Kerrigan got it bad? I'd be coming for both your kneecaps. No, what about but, this? What if it was somebody that you didn't really know? Okay, so oh, for God. so like. Um, I don't know. It doesn't disclose in this article how close this friend, these two were as friends, right? But maybe it was somebody like you just gone for drinks with. You're at the MGM casino, and boom, they hit the thing. You guys aren't all that good of friends. Or maybe it's you. You hit the button. You get the hundred thousand. But it's just this guy who took you out on a date. Would you still split the money with him? I would. I, I would. It, yeah. Yeah, I would because I don't want him looking for me. I mean, that's just it. I can't take the pressure of that. But you said that you kind of have a thing, though. You don't buy anybody lottery tickets? Hell no. Why? I can't. Because yeah. I couldn't live if I bought a $1 or $2 lottery ticket and gave it to him. It's a fantastic gift, by the way. I know. We always give each Phenomenal other. Phenomenal gifts. You do? Christmas. Yeah. Oh, my whole family. We always give. My mom loves. My mom loves to gamble, and she loves scratchers. So every Christmas, we usually give her scratchers. We give my niece. My, my niece is getting into it. We wow. all do scratch. But it's so tricky because if you give it to the wrong person and they hit. Suppose you gave someone that's a friend, a casual friend, a $2, um, what's the big one called? The, the Jack, what? Oh, I don't the know. What's the $2? Irene, yeah. what's the big lottery call where you win all the... Oh, Powerball. Mega Powerball. 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 Yeah, mega, okay, yeah. so it's $500 million or something. Okay. And they hit for the $500 million and they take the payout of it and they get $210 million and you're like over there like, you know, AT&T is calling you talking about they want their money <laughs> for, for your phone bill, you know. Okay, I would be pissed. 
Oh my god, pissed. I don't know how you get over that actually. I mean, I I'd would... have to move to an ashram somewhere. I mean, I'd have to become like a Buddhist monk. I literally <laughs> I'd be like shave my fucking head and shit me out one way. I can't, I can't I cannot take it. Oh my god. That is really I would only buy lottery tickets for somebody that I truly yeah. believed in. Mm-hmm. I think I mm-hmm. should create a lottery game a that would allow the person that gives you the ticket to share in the winnings. That would be a really great game because then people would be buying tickets idea. for. So basically, if I bought you a lottery ticket, I might get sixty percent and you get forty or something like that. <laughs> so whoever paid for it. Whoever paid for so it. So you 60. could grant people, um, you know, tickets, but the catch is the whoever paid for it. It's a sixty forty split. Hey, or maybe fifty fifty, but Ooh, I mean, I don't idea. know. Sixty forty would make me feel a little bit better. That's a great idea. You know, yeah. you could start texting people like they now allow you to text a Starbucks card to someone. You can now just text. A lotto card to them, but catch, I that's get sixty percent. I'm gonna do that. Watch you it. better write that Watch down. And see, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, that's a great idea. All right, I'm torn between which story we should do. If we should do that, um, the pill that's coming out for love. I'm or, interested in that pill. I, and I kind of want to talk about this because this mom who's on Facebook with her biggest regrets about not taking photos of herself because of her weight, and then I want to talk about your weight. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm going through it. I know. All right. Well, here we'll do the we'll do the pill really quickly, just so people know it. Uh, neuroscientists say now that they're going to have a love drug that will help you stay in love with your partner. Would you take it? What do you think, Paul? Help me stay in love. You know what I've always fantasized about? Hmm. I've fantasized about having a pill that you can give to the one person that you oh. really want to be in love with you. Now that shit would be awesome, of course. My luck, I'd give it to that person, they'd pop the pill, and then, you know, catch a glance at some other bitch and be running down the street. You know what I mean? I'm like, that pill was for me. I saved my whole life to buy that pill. Right? That's a good idea, too. It's not exactly that. It's not the same thing. No. But just a pill to stay in love. What Mm -hmm. happens when it wears off, though? So, well, here's what they say. First of all, um, this is from Oxford University, and the scientists there say that they're working with licensed clinical therapists and relationship therapists therapist to develop this pill but it should only be used in couples that are already in healthy relationships but okay. perhaps are going through like a lull right so things have who knows things have changed maybe you don't have a sex drive maybe you guys have been married 15 years and you're just not connecting the way you used to it would have to be under some sort of therapy care and it would only be a short-term fix meaning like a year or something like that Mm. That you would take it together, and it would help boost its oxytocin. It would help kind of boost those levels. And then once your levels started picked up after a certain level, they're kind of back up, and then you'd be weaned off the drug. Okay. So if you're already in, like, an abusive relationship or something, they don't, so you're not So what if someone got this pill that wasn't married, but they were dating someone for a long time? They fall deeply and madly in love with each other, even more so. They're like so attracted to each other. They get married, they have a baby, and when she gets pregnant, she can't take the pill anymore, and she hates her husband. She cuts his thing off in the middle of the night. (laughs) Wow, we've gone from extremes here. Okay. I mean, that could happen. I'm just saying. Well, the, the scientists are saying that both couples have to take it together. So, like, if you and I are married... In, and I'm like, hey, I'm going through this period where I'm not so in love. We both have to take it. Even no, if right, but he would be in love with her. But see, she got pregnant, so she can't take the pill anymore. Oh, I see what you're saying. And then she, like, you know, as she's and then she's gaining weight, and she can't see her feet. <laughs> everything's swollen, and she hates him. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that would work. But I mean, I'm all for love. So I whatever, would take it. I would try it. I mean, I don't Do you know. need it? 
No, not now. How are but, you and Dan? What's the you and Dan update? Oh, my God. Well, I got major ones. I mean, we just <laughs> got into a big, not a big argument, but we just got into a discussion prior to coming to the podcast today um, that Dan, and this is really good because Dan expressed his feelings, so I was super happy about this. We had a conversation a couple weeks ago about, do you, have you ever watched this YouTuber called um, It's Judy Time? She's adorable. She's like, she's this mom, but she started out as a beauty blogger, and now she's kind of like a mom vlogger, okay? okay? So she's fun to just watch. Like, it's all a sneak peek of her family, and her husband comes on, and it's really real, like what we do. Very authentic, mm-hmm. just like, this is the highs and lows of our relationship, and this is what our kids are doing. And I said to Dan, like, I think that would be really fun when we had a family. Like, I would love to do, like, a once-a-week vlog of what's going on. Sure. And he was like, I don't think I'd be into that. And he was like, I think we would really need to set up some rules before we had a child. Of course, meanwhile, my IUD is like in my cervix. We're still having unprotected sex. So, oh, great. Perhaps you could have told me this before. Right. You know. So, anyhow, he says, yeah, I'm not sure I'd be comfortable with that. Like you putting our kid out on, you know, out for the public. Mm. Or, or monetizing our child, which to me seems like if I'm going to have a kid, I want it to pay its way through life. Absolutely. So, yeah, fire up the Huggies Does he know what uh, private school fees go for now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I would just move to a better neighborhood. Speaking of private schools, I mean. I would not do private. I would just go to a better neighborhood. I'd go to a better neighborhood. They're going to public school. Yeah, exactly. So how do you feel about that? I mean, so is it something you can, do you need the pill? <sighs> yes, yes. <laughs> You need the love pill to get over that? Because I'm just like, I don't know. Here's my thing. And maybe you can answer this for me because I don't know what the right answer is. I said to him, I said to me, this conversation, because we come back to this conversation about what, like sometimes he thinks I post too much or <laughs> he doesn't want to be on social media or now it's like our, you know, future kids. But I said, to me, this comes down to one conversation. You either trust me and you trust what I put out on social media or you don't. And sure. I'm not. I don't want to ask you permission every time I want to post my kids. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> Our kids. Oh yeah, right. he was saying that I does keep saying you? me. I don't think he trusts me when it comes to social media. No, mm-hmm. I don't think he does. Does he have reason to not trust you? There's <laughs> <laughs> something we don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I think over the years I've I've put up impulsive things, but I usually stand by them. And you know, sometimes I'm better now about firing off some tweets. About things, you know, mm-hmm. and thinking it through. But there were a couple times, like, I fired off tweets about my former coworkers or whatever, and okay. then people were like, you're so bitter, and yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I am, so. Well, I mean, those are just things that, that people go through in relationships. Those are conversations that are important to have. Usually you have them before your IUD gets lost in your cervix. Say <laughs> yes, no. And you're, you know, doing all the stuff that you do. Um <laughs> Right. Oh, judging, that's great. judging. Yeah. <laughs> judge, judge away. I'm just mad. Oh, no, I don't care. I, but I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, do you think that people, you have to consult your significant other before you put up pictures or video? I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not going to post them I've just naked. I've never been good at that. And that's probably why I'm not in a relationship because I'm not good at that. I've been doing my own thing for so long. I know. Like running a one person kind of ship and everything in my life. It's kind of, I do believe that let me take care of myself first, and then I can best serve others. Yeah, I agree So I kind that. of really live like that. So I make sure I'm set, and then I can do all that Paul Wharton shit, you know, and all that. <laughs> but if, like, if I'm a mess and I have to be asking people's permission all over the place, then, you know, you won't like what you get on the other side. I know. I agree with you. I just think, I don't know. I mean, I go but back to the But we need Dan. This. He's the great equalizer. He brings things, puts things into perspective. Oh, I love him dearly. I just always think, oh, God, is this, am I setting myself up for, 
you know, Bethany Frankel's relationship where, like... Oh, geez. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Well, I mean, she Danager, can't, like, Jason Hoppy? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope not. But then I think, you know, everybody starts out in love, right? And things are great. And then, like, you get divorced. You can't, like, put the kids on social media. Or, like, we fight about that all the time. I'm just like, can't you just, like, trust me and roll with it? Like, trust and roll. So what if you really hit it big? I mean, hit it big, okay? Yes. National show, brand, everybody's buying your stuff, buying your products. You're published author, New York Times bestseller. Okay, I'm with you. Um... Do you think Dan would take you to the bank? <laughs> well, probably, yeah. I think he'd think like he would. He was owed half. Half? Why probably. is he owed half? Well, I mean, Dan and I have sort of talked about this plan, right? That he would be the stay-at-home parent. Mm -hmm. So because I don't ever want to be a stay-at-home parent. Right. I don't. Like, I would bring my kid to the studio. They can be here at the improv. Irene can watch him. Right. You know, but, <laughs> but then... <laughs> as she waves. As she waves. That's so cute. But... I'm not going to be a stay-at-home parent ever, or I just don't want to have a kid. It's not going to happen. And, like, if I have a kid on my own, I'll probably adopt. Like, I was saying to him, I want to go take an adoption class in Virginia or D.C. to find out what I need to do, how much it costs, like, what kind of kids need homes, right? Mm -hmm. And I was saying, you know, I would, I would record that whole journey for this podcast and, like, our YouTube or Facebook page, you know? Hmm. And he wasn't really down with that. He's like, but what if the kid then sees that in a couple of years and we haven't told them that they were adopted? I'm like, we're going to tell them that they're adopted from the moment we get them. Right, like, right. You know, you're not going to, I'm not going to hide that stuff. I mean. So the problem I have with the whole paying the other person off is if you can't force someone to stay married to you, how can you force someone to pay you out? Do you know? Like for you, it would be a perfect storm. You're out there making millions of dollars. He's staying home with the kids. One day he decides, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to play second fiddle to her, but I still want this lifestyle. And she is going to pay to keep me in the manner to which I have become accustomed. I don't think there's anything you can really do to avoid it, even prenup. Because Bethany, it seemed like Bethany Frankel and Jason had a prenup, but he still walked away with like millions and lived in her $6.5 million whatever. 6995 She won a full price. Yeah, she won a full price. So I don't think there's anything you can do. And I think once, especially the... I think if they help don't you... Don't get married. You don't could, get married. I mean, that's, that's the, the other thing. thing. I know. Oh, I don't know what to do. I feel like, I feel like I'm a person that's too independent to be with somebody. Could so you just hard. have a kid and just stay together? No, because he still doesn't want the kid on social... He wants the, He doesn't mind if the kid is on social oh, media Oh, I'm just worried sometimes. about the money. Who's going to get the oh. money? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want... Like, after we do all this work 10 years from now, and you're like, so... Um, hey, Paul, can I come live with you? Yes, half my fortune is gone. I've got to downsize, and uh, yeah... The Bentley has to go back. Oh, my God. I know. Wouldn't it be a sad day? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just when I get the private jet notifications oh on my, my phone and it I'm has scared. to go away. I'm scared. Me too now. Maybe if I had to too pay a guy hungry. off, I would probably, I don't know, I'd be on that show Snapped on Oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, he was fine. Everything is fine. He was at Starbucks. I mean, it was, he was great. Oh, my God. I'll he had be a like top doctor. down in his car. He just drove right through the house and killed the guy. I'll be like Dr. Dow, trying to pay him off with prescription pills exactly. and a hand job. <laughs> exactly. Setting yourself up for a good lawsuit against an airline. Yes. Exactly. Throw yourself against a headrest. An armrest. Bust now, your mouth up. Dr. Dow has got himself. He is like. He oh, he's went set. Through, he is set. He went through 10 years of He's going to have all the little drought. lady boys he wants now. <laughs> I mean, it's like... He really did have a strategy. He, he doesn't need that lady no. anymore. Uh-uh. That wife is gone. That wife? That doctor wife? He must have saw that as an opportunity. He knew. He's like, get your cameras out, folks. I am not leaving Honey, without blood. 
Did you see that video of the people in China that need to have a, um, a dash cam because the people jump on the hoods of the car? <laughs> what? Did you see this? I gotta Google this. Oh, please okay. Google this, people. China um, dash, dash cam. cam um, Is pedestrian. it fake accidents? Yes. Oh my God, this sounds they amazing. Jump on the hood. <laughs> they will walk up to the car, jump on the hood. One guy banged his head on the windshield. Do you see? Do you see? Yes. Look, it is crazy. So I don't know where Dr. Dow is from, but <laughs> this is kid, this did kid. you see this? Yes. He literally the car was parked. He was running in the middle of the street. Hits the car. Hits his head on the da- on the uh, windshield wiper. Then rolls off. The and then rolls off. Yep. And then they call for the cops to come. Yes. And then they call Johnny Cochran and them. Oh it, my you know, God. Let me tell you something. Insurance scammers awesome part two. This is insane. Oh my gosh. Okay, keep going. This is the I'm breakdown watching. for the setup to get your life together. All right. So that's what these people are doing. Now, Doctor Dow. <laughs> The little suspect. I mean, it's kind of like the perfect storm. He's like, they chose me. What? Okay. Well, y'all about to get a show. Oh, my God. This is epic. These people pretending to be run over. Here's a guy driving on a bridge. This guy runs out in front. I'm telling you. Oh, my God. Then she pretends that she's... Wow. Oh, my God. So? That is crazy. I had never seen this. Dr. Dow. Dr. Down. You're asking me to get off? You know what? No, I don't want to get off today. You want me to get off? Okay, you really want... He starts screaming. They tug him a little bit. Oh, and that's it. He bites that uh, armrest. <laughs> Dr. Down. Blood is running every... It seemed like almost he bit his tongue off. I mean, if that was crazy. That blood was everywhere on the inside. His face... Dr. Dow knows what it's like to be 10 years unemployed, so he, he was like, this is my he's moment. He's like, this is my moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he's Oh, he's going to get a payday. So I feel like we need to discuss this because you are so gorgeous and you are so oh, perfect. <laughs> you know what? I'm so sick of y'all lying to me. <laughs> Let me tell you something. What is going on It was with 80 you? degrees here yesterday, okay? Talk about a reality check, all okay. right? I'm going to dinner last night. You're going to... I think I'm crazy. I ended up not going to the dinner. It was so warm outside. I looked outside and this guy looked so cute. He was walking by with a little t-shirt on his shorts. And I was like, oh my God, I had that outfit. So I go to my closet. I'm thinking I'm all cute. I take another shower. I'm super fresh. I smell like, oh, just a I'm sure sandalwood and, and fresh flowers and like, you know, maleness and femaleness and all that good stuff. <laughs> Sex. I go to put on my little cute little outfit that I saw the guy wearing down the street. Put on the t-shirt. I'm pulling the shirt. I see a ripple over here. I see a, a back, some back fat. I got a roll in front. I mean, I what happened? Winter tricked the shit out of me. I thought I was cute. Let me tell you something. No. I've got to do something about this. And quick. It's 80 degrees. I got to get myself together. Oh my I am God. skinny fat. I am officially steady freaking fat. Okay, you. All right, I don't even know where to start because you look so good, and I Thank feel you. like from from the neck up, I do. I'm perfect. <laughs> Let me tell no. you, I was squeezing. Don't look close because I will get mad, and this <laughs> podcast will have to go to commercial because me and you will be scrapping. Do not look at me close. Stop looking over here. Yeah, okay, Paul, stay on that side of the table. Here's the thing: <laughs> you have to. 
Have you always had I'm this more problem? Than, I'm worth more than the, than the, I'm not just the value of my looks. Is that what you're going to Well, no, I can empathize with you because I can't tell you how many dates I used to cancel and all this stuff because I felt like I was fat and I looked fat. So I would not go out with people and I would not go out on dates because I was like so uncomfortable. And that was the whole, you know, reason I got into mindful eating and living is because you can't, like, you're going to take a picture of you today and you're going to look at it 10 years from now and you're going to sit there and go, oh my God, why didn't I go out for dinner? Yeah. Yes. Well, I didn't go out for dinner because I was already late to start. And then I changed like five times trying to find an outfit that was, you know, temperature wise cool. You know, so I would be cool temperature wise. And then all the guys I was going out with, they're all like gym bunnies, you know. And I didn't want to sit there with like, (laughs) you know, looking like this skinny fat guy that came in and wasn't ready for the spring or summer. So I just stayed home. Oh, my God. I, I feel like home. I need to come up. Do you want me to show you my love handles? You've got nothing on this. You are so honest. Look at you. It's just like <laughs> Well, that's what look. it looks like about mine. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. Seriously, I take my clothes off now all the time. I don't care what I look like. I don't care. No, but I you look good. Like, you see you? No, I look like I've already given birth, and I have had <laughs> one damn child. No, you don't, and because don't you're care. flat in the front, but you have it on the sides. Yes, I have love See, animals. I have it more on the front. And I am never doing anything about this. I don't give a damn. And I have, I have stretch marks. I okay, don't well, care. why are you judging me? Because I want to do something. <laughs> because I don't care if you want to do anything. I just don't want you to you spend one more day. Full idea because to me it sounds crazy also but I can't give you that much advice because I do the same thing all the time I here's my thing you should do whatever you want in your life and what so what I'm asking the listeners should I have liposuction No. no because I want a quick fix I don't have time to be changing up a whole bunch of shit in my life. Look, I have a schedule to keep. No, you're and not I gonna eat get really lipo. healthy. That's the crazy part. But you're I gonna do, call but me. I drink. That's the problem. It's the drink. Well yeah, but you're just going to call me, and I'm going to whip out my love handles every time. And then you're going to go, oh, I don't look like that, so I All guess right, so I don't need it. All right, so you to lie to you then. You're going to tell you if I'm getting this or not. <laughs> no, please don't get Will you just think about it? Here's yeah, my only it. thing. Here's my only yeah, thing. I thought okay. about it yesterday. I called, I called Dr. Rob. <laughs> Dr. Rob, we got a problem. Don't you? Here's my only. Like, be a certain weight together? Like, I feel like you're not that. I'm that weight. <laughs> you are. My only thing is this. Before you really get lipo, mm-hmm. you got to just ask yourself. Is life, what are you trying to really accomplish? Because do you really think, let's say he takes three pounds from you, five pounds. Do you five. really think that is going to change your course <laughs> of meeting somebody, of going I don't care out? about all that. See, I'm not doing it for somebody else. I'm doing it because I want to look good in my clothes. Because look, ain't nobody got time to be wearing no moo-moo out here in this summer heat. It's too much. I already got all this damn hair. It's too much. I got to be free. And I want to travel. Underwear, like six weeks. What? No stop. You like can't wear underwear. You can't wear pants. Like all. We're gonna have to do this podcast from your surgery bed <laughs> because you'll be in there. I mean, liposuction is painful. Yeah. I mean, I've had it before. You have? Yeah. That's when? Two thousand nine. Oh my god! Ouch! How long does it last? Well, that's the tricky thing. <laughs> What had happened was, you know, there's a what had happened was. Okay, so I think that I'm the doctor, okay? Okay. I go in to have liposuction in 2009. It was the second week we were shooting Real Housewives of D.C. Okay. I have my liposuction. Well, well, I go in to have it, but I say to the doctor, I do not want to be put under general anesthetic. I want to just local. So I want to be like, I want to have IV sedation, okay? 
IV sedation is what I wanted, mm -hmm. which is what I got. My black ass woke up about uh, maybe 30 minutes into the surgery. I don't oh my know. God. And I remember everything. I woke up. I'm like grasping for the doctor. I'm grabbing at the, and I don't think I've told this story before. <laughs> publicly, I don't think. No, I think you, we, did, did, you, did you tell me just personally? I, I can't even I remember. Or if you told this on the podcast. But anyway, yeah, I think you just told me. So personally. I'm like grabbing all the, anyway, to make a long story short, he has to end the surgery like early because <gasps> I was up and he didn't want to resedate me. Oh my God. So, what so I have all, all the pain of liposuction without the benefit. Oh God. The nerves reconnecting, all of the, oh, it was the most painful thing ever, but he didn't really get a chance to get in there and get it, get it, get it. <laughs> so this so this time I'm going to go under. And I just started thinking about this. Actually, yesterday I was really intense about it because of that T-shirt debacle. Maybe well, my shirts are just too small. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that didn't I occur just, to me. Well, you should do whatever it makes you happy. You really should. But just, you know. I think I'll give it a good two to four weeks of working out hard. Stop, you know, cutting back the drinking. Just stop cutting back the drinking. <laughs> I didn't want to say that all the way. Cutting back the drinking. Eating perfectly, working out every day, and then see where I am. If I'm not where I need to be after four weeks, then it's it's coming off. <laughs> One way or the other, it's coming off. Do you think it's harder to be a straight woman or a gay man? Do you feel Ooh, like you get tough. so much pressure? Because the gay guys do. I mean, there just seems like so much time spent on the body. But like, I feel like straight. I see straight women walking down the street that look a mess. Oh, all the time. And they always have a man. And I'm just kind of like, it doesn't matter what the fuck you look like. You got some action going on down there. I mean, you got you a man. <laughs> yeah, but who are the, what do the men look like that are really Oh, they're... they're uh, okay, despicable. you never want them exactly. No, I don't exactly. want them. Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing is, like, maybe you just need to lower your standards. No, I can't. <laughs> okay. I, I can't. Pretty. I, 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 I've come too far at this point. It's <laughs> like, it's too much. I can't okay. lower them. Well, but maybe you're, you know, maybe you just need to chase somebody. Like, would you ever just date somebody? Not chase, but would you ever just date somebody that, like, wasn't in great shape, but just, like, treated you Absolutely. like gold? Absolutely, I would. So why are you trying to get in such great shape for yourself? Like, Just for me. Because I want to look good in my clothes. I want to be free and have fun and travel to Europe and run on the beach. I do. I like to do shit like that. I'm going to go with you, but I'm going to take my shirt off and look like this. Are you hey, still going to hang out with me when course, I look like this? Of course. I love you. Okay, good. Well, are you are your friends? Because what I did I tell you. Omarosa? Don't make your choices my choices. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make your choices my choices. The only thing I will say is I really do appreciate you giving me the push to try Botox and lip injection because I never would have done it without you. Yeah. And it truly was pain-free. And it really actually does make you feel good. And that it chemical really peel completely really did change my skin. It really did, Yeah, it? and I never would have done that stuff because I think, too, I can be a little bit of the opposite of getting so crunchy, like, almost to, like, do no, nothing to yourself. Not, like, that bad, but I think I can be almost the extreme of, like, you know, why, like, I'm just going to be happy for me and not... Well, I felt people kind of judged you a bit. Some of the listeners, I was a little surprised to look on Twitter. Oh, yeah, Some, they did. You know, yeah, that, that support your mindful living, and they really had a hard time accepting the fact that you can believe in mindful living and also get Botox or lip injections. Well, the problem, and I, I understand the problem, is I am a person that really does preach that you should be just happy and truly, to me, all that matters is you're healthy, right? If your body, like, 
some people never live to be the age that we are, right? Mm -hmm. They have brain cancer. They have all these issues. So to me, I'm just grateful every day. And I think this comes from losing a parent, you know, when I was in high school and my father died when he was 49. So, you know, to me, it's like all that matters is that we're healthy. Mm -hmm. That's it. And then I agree first. I, you know, for me, the the part that came of always trying to lose weight is I was convinced I was never going to get a good man. I was never going to get a good job. I was never going to be on TV unless I was a certain weight. But what I found over the years, and I'm sure you realize this too, is that if somebody, you know, good men are going to leave you mm-hmm. and bad men are going to leave you, whether you're skinny, whether you're fat. And Absolutely. If they're only going to marry you at a certain size, let me tell you, it is never going to work. You don't want that guy. Sure. And then with jobs. I see skinny anchors and reporters and people that have TV shows get fired all the time. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what you look like. You have to have the chops. You know, you've got to have the personality. So I preach that a lot, and I think that people take that as, then why do you feel like having to do a Botox or a lip injection is, how is that even on the same message? Well... It's really interesting to me. This makes me think of uh, that movie, A Piece of Work, the Joan Rivers documentary. Oh, my God, which I love. Yes. She was being interviewed in that documentary, and and the woman was kind of saying to her, well, you know, why do you do all this plastic surgery? And, you know, you want to be loved for your vulnerability. You want to be loved for your your kind heart. You want to be loved. And Joan Rivers said, no, I just want to be loved. Oh, yeah. No, not for my, for my, for my, for my. I just want to be loved. And I thought, okay, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, all these stuff that she did to herself, um, I believe was really for her because it certainly didn't make people lighten up on her at all. They never said like, "Oh, you're so beautiful," or "You're so this," you know. In fact, quite the opposite. You yeah. know, they said that she was horrible and she was like uh, nailian and all these things. But she thought she looked good and she did it for herself. And I think that's what it really comes down to. And the other part of me is I'm a person that loves to try different things. And mm-hmm. I've always wanted to try Botox. Like, what does it feel like? What, you know, and the lip thing is something that I totally love, but I never would have done without getting the push from you guys, sure. you know, ever. Yeah. So I think it is, it is what you're doing for you what i know about myself is like for years and years on a diet and you know whatever keeping up with all the skincare and stuff wasn't for me it was trying to get a guy or a job okay you know so now what i realize is what i do is exactly like what you were saying it's for me it's my choice i don't really care what other people's opinions are and i'm gonna try things i love it and i really do like like now i'm like oh my god i want to get more Botox. Like, I'm ready for the next. It's fun. like, it's so easy. Yeah. It's so fun. And it does really make a, a difference. Sure. So I'm like, I would try it again in a heartbeat. Oh, well, let's go. Oh, please. We're ready. Oh, my God. If I end up doing lipo, please somebody email me and send me this episode in five years when I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to get liposuction. All right. Well, you know, we'll see. And I'll keep you posted. But you want me to tell you the truth, right? Yes, always. Okay, because, you know, I'm kind of a fast doer. So I'll think of something. I'm like, I want that and I want it. And then I'll obsess over it for a couple the jet's here. <laughs> He's got to go. Fucking jet. I'm trying yes. to relate to the people. I'm talking about jets and liposuction. This is yeah. not working. I am having a PR nightmare. I'm having a PR nightmare. These people jets. are not going to like me. People already love I'm you. I'm trying to keep it real, okay? You always do. Oh, my God. <laughs> we couldn't be any more authentic. I feel like we overshare, which is amazing about us. I know. I hope that doesn't uh, scare off anybody. <laughs> Who cares? What <laughs> <laughs> We have to lose, right? Yeah, I know. There we gave everything check. to gain. Yeah. <laughs> We're all set. I love it. I love it too. I'm so much fun. And that's the thing. That's the other thing about. Here's what I think would be. Well, I'll say this one more point about mm-hmm. me getting Botox. 
I think what would have been so shitty and so anti-mindfulness is if I had done that and not told people sure. and not shared it. And then people go, people write to me and go, oh, my God, what do you do about your skin? Okay, hey, folks, I go to Dr. Paul Roth because yeah. this isn't happening on its own anymore right. at 35. So, yeah. I mean, that would have been sleazy, right, to go on social media and go, hey, you guys, like, you know, here's my face and mm -hmm. just, you know, putting on my lotion today. Like, right, how exactly. How phony is that? Meanwhile. Yeah, what do you use? Cocoa butter? Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you do not just use cocoa, cocoa butter. butter. <laughs> right. I use a face mask. Oh, please. Exactly. Anyway. You know, my regimen, my God. Lord, your starts at like three o'clock in the afternoon. I don't have that time. It's so funny. We have our event tonight, and I'm I like, know, he's like, I'm like, oh, we can't go to my office. No, I've got to work. I got to go get ready. She's like, but it's in four hours. I'm like, uh, yeah, that means I got to leave as soon as this is over. <laughs> like as soon as this is over. Oh my god, you're amazing. All right, did you have one last story? We're like, I, I'm having so much I know, fun just we, like staring at you. I'm just like, I, I just love, I just love it. Is it the lighting here? What is it? I don't know. Is you just me that love pill? I I'm did. Like, <laughs> I'm staring at her like, what is going on with me? You're such a good time. I just love you. Uh, by the way, we are having a waxing and wine party tonight. Mm -hmm. Waxing the City Alexandria starts at 5 o'clock. Please come free margaritas, wine, food. 50% oh, off any wax that you get that tonight. And I believe, you know, I think they're going to have probably too many appointments. So I bet you'll get a 50% off if you come tonight, but book for later. Uh, we're going to be giving away a free Brazilian wax. We're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to our live show. What else? I love it. You We're just going to have fun. Cyrene's going to come with me. Cyrene from um, Thicker Than Water on Bravo. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh so maybe she'll get a, she'll get waxed. <laughs> oh, Cyrene. Oh, I can't wait to meet her. So cute. You haven't met her yet? I don't think so. Did you so. watch that show with the family um, in the South? Oh, um, not Southern Charm. It's called Thicker Than Water. Oh, Thicker Than Water. Oh, I actually think I did. Is that show still on? No, it's not okay. anymore. I know. I yeah. I liked that show. Yeah, that was a good show. What happened? So anyway, she'll be there. I think they're gonna go through Wee TV. I heard. Ooh, Cyrene. Okay. Oh my God, she's gorgeous. Isn't she gorgeous? Yeah. So much fun. You hang out with hot friends. What are you gonna do when I take my shirt off in front of them? I'm gonna stand <laughs> right up there and support you. <laughs> you take your shirt off too? No, I'm not taking my shirt off. <laughs> I can't wait. But oh everybody my God. has a number, just like I said. United, remember, listen to me. Everybody has a number. Has you just got to keep up in it. Dr. Dow, our buddy Dr. Dow. All right, everybody, that's it. That was a good day, babe. Oh, my God, what a great show. That was fun. Therapy. We love you. Send us email, sarah at hayfrage.com. Paul, how, your email. You know my email is paul at Paul Wharton Style. And I never have given it out before, but that's what oh. it is. Paul at Paul Wharton Style.com. Don't you put me on blast. <laughs> I got to get you. Send me an email. We need it. We're going to get new email addresses. But anyway, um, send us emails. Let us know your feedback always on the show. And please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Are we good? That's right. We'll see you and tonight. our Instagram, Paul Wharton Style. And yours is Hey Phrase. Yeah, follow us. Love you guys. Follow us. Give us a like. And let we me know you. about you get this thing sucked out or what. What do you think? Oh, my God. Please email him and tell him. <laughs> do it for you. Yeah, it's about you. No, it's about what you're right. It is. But it's I'm interested thing. to hear what the people think. Oh, my God. They'll tell you. No problem. No. <laughs> All right, baby. everybody. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. 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 See you next week. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase.